brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. You know, when I meet people, like if somebody hires me for a group party or a corporate event or something, you know, people will inevitably tell me like, you know, you just look so well put together, but I could tell there's something different about you. Something, something a little, little mysterious about you. So it was like, I could never really hide it no matter how normal I tried. I tried to be, and, you know, I've really just kind of left all that behind. Like I love my freak flag of flying. Yeah. I, I talk to dead people for a living. Yes. I do intuitive work. Yes. I live in a world most people a don't know about and b completely misunderstand. You're listening to the Empowered Woman, Badass and Unfiltered Podcast, a place for inspiration, empowerment, and personal development, showcasing badass women from all over the world, giving tips on personal development, mindset, and healing. I'm your host, Olivia, transformational success coach for spiritual female entrepreneurs. Now let's dive into this episode. Welcome back to the Empowered Woman, Badass and Unfiltered Podcast. Today, we're talking about intuitive work. What is intuitive work really? I've got Tracy St. Croix here, and she is your afterlife connection specialist and intuitive. Tracy connects deceased loved ones with friends and family to achieve peace and closure. This might be something that you're looking for. You know, you, you might have things that you want to say to a past loved one and that this is this is the person that you would see. Tracy is the Serena Williams of trusting your gut and a highly trained and finely maintained intuitive athlete. Her goal is to let everyone in there in on a secret that they didn't teach you at school. The power of utilizing your intuition. Everybody has one. And this is helping you to create your most inspired, desired, and successful business and life. Thank you so much, Tracy, for joining me, guys. Her her links are in the show notes below. She also recently released a book that is in the comments below as well. Yes. Hi, Olivia. Thank you for having me. And hi, everybody who is listening today, tomorrow, or whatever day or year or dimension we might be in. How y'all doing? <laughs> I love it. So how, um, I know that you, you knew you always had this, you were born this way and you, you yes. ashamed and you went through all of that, but um, I usually ask people's stories really, but I, I want to know some of the success stories, I guess, to start off with, like on, um, for one, how you, you know, what type of closure you've been able to deliver for people. You know, the main type of disclosure that I see with my clients is a sense of like relieving a lot of guilt or some kind of shame 
because in my experience as a medium, I've found that a lot of people, we carry around a big bag called shoulda, woulda, coulda, didn't. And after somebody dies, you know, we like, you know, we like super glue that shit to us. And we're like, yeah, it's fine. You know, I should have called her or I should have, you know, resolved this, you know, um, issue with them, or I should have made forgiveness or, you know, I couldn't get to the hospital on time. I just had a client here just before I got on the phone with you, couldn't get to the hospital, just carried that guilt and that shame around, you know, and when they're able to hear and know that their loved ones are present in the room and hear from their loved ones, whatever the message may be, it lets them like, imagine you drop 25 pounds of weight and you look and feel fab. You know, you're just like, oh, that sense of, okay, like I'm, I'm released of this burden that I put upon myself in the first place. We do that a lot as humans. We definitely do. Yeah. And it's also too, like a lot of people, like they don't always come to me because they're in some kind of like heartache or panic or desperate mode. You know, sometimes people just say, you know, I just want to hear from my dad because we have the, you know, I just miss him. What's he up to? We'll see who comes through and, and they'll start talking about, well, what about this wedding that, that happened last month? And this happened at the wedding. Well, he was there, you know, and, and it's comforting to know that your loved ones still are, are around us, even though we can't see them oftentimes physically with our physical eyes, they are present. I like to say that living is massively outnumbered by the dead on this planet. If you just do simple math. (laughs) I always say like, do you know two people who have died? Okay. Multiply that by two people. We're outnumbered two to one already just with that simple math. (laughs) Knowing that you're alone is comforting to a lot of people. It is. Oh, go ahead. It, it is. And I'd like to say, too, like, even if you don't have a faith, like, even if you're not like a hardcore Christian or Buddha or Baptist or, you know, whatever it may be, it doesn't mean that you can't have faith that there's something greater than yourself. And that just because your loved one no longer occupies the physical body does not mean that their soul is dead. That they can't, that you can have the faith that you can still communicate with that consciousness, with that soul, with that spirit, however that you view it. That does not die. So when you're helping your clients um, tap into their intuition, where where are some of the, I know everybody's different, but where are like some of your starting points when helping them find themselves and, you know, their answers? A lot of times, you know, students will come to me and they're like, all right, teach me to throw. I need to know, I need to know if my sister's really a bitch, if he's coming back and when am I going to win the lottery, right? It's like, yeah, it doesn't work like that. So we're going to do first things first before we're even going to pick up a tarot oracle or a divination tool. I like to walk them through first. What is your sense of spirituality is what I ask them. What is your, you know, are you an atheist? Are you a Baptist? Are you a Christian? Are you a Muslim? 
what are you? Because I need you to get into real, real good, tight formation with that faith, whatever it is, because that is what is going to help develop and strengthen your intuition is having faith in something greater than yourself is working and co-creating a life with you because this is not an egoic thing. This isn't I, 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 me, me, me. The intuition does not get dripped through the ego. Gets dripped through, yeah, your soul. So I start, you know, I start to talk to them about that. And I, you know, I ask them questions in my class about, you know, let's talk about, you know, your, your belief system. And I don't try to drive them to, to one or the other. I, you know, I frankly, I have no dog in the fight on that. I just kind of walk them through and say like, you know, what are you comfortable with now? Are you, you know, what were you raised as a child? Is it different now? Do you believe something different now? And first I get them, you know, kind of tight with a faith, like, okay, I can, I can trust in that. And then what I go through is, okay, well, let's, let's start with, cause a lot of people come in and they're not sure if they're intuitive or not. They're like, I kind of am, I kind of sort of am. Sometimes I have these dreams that come true, or sometimes I can just look at people and I know that they're super sick, or I just had this gut feeling not to do that, and they're not sure. So I take them through an exercise called, like, I think I might start to call it, I haven't, oh, really? Oh, really? Really? To get them kind of snapped out of it. So I have them write down any time in their life that they can remember. Um, when they got an intuitive hit, regardless if they followed it or not, write those things down. And if you followed it, what happened? And if you didn't follow it, what happened? So what that helps to do is that helps to connect with your cognitive brain to go, oh, okay, yeah, all right, there's something here. This this has been here. I just haven't been acknowledging it or been able to tune into it and develop it or not. That's why I call it, oh, really, you're not intuitive? Oh, really? (laughs) Um, And then we just kind of get the ball rolling from there to see like kind of what are their strengths and what do they feel comfortable with? Acknowledging the intuitive hits of the past, which it, it got me thinking, I was like, you know, like I left my day job in October because it was an intuitive hit. Like I had been planning for that, but it was like, no, this is, this is what I'm supposed to do at this time. Um, regardless of what, you know, what was going on, but it was, it was just in, and when I get the intuitive hit to pray, like I pray all the time. All right. I'm, a, I'm the person I start my day off with Jesus. I have middays with Jesus. I'm not saying that I don't pray. That's not what I'm saying, but I, there are those times that I get like an intuitive hit to maybe just be out and smile at somebody, you know, maybe go up and talk to someone or um, just uh, random things. But that really got me thinking of, you know, what happens when I, when I do those things. Yeah. I oftentimes say like, how do you feel when you listen to your intuition versus how do you feel when you don't? Out of alignment when you don't. Yeah. Just oftentimes it'll get louder. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then I'll get a harder knock and a harder knock. 
intuition, you know, will keep coming back around for you to acknowledge something, do something. It'll keep coming back around at you. And sometimes it'll get just stronger and stronger to just pay attention to it. And good for you for following your intuitive hit to, you know, leave, leave your job and pursue something that is you're passionate about. Bravo on you. You'll never go wrong with that. I did sort of the same thing. So. When did you do that? I did that. And, um, oh my God, what freaking year was that? Um, I might have the year wrong. I'm going to have to go back and double check my calendar, but it was probably right around 2016. I want to say 2015, 2016. And I just, I got to a point where, um, my negotiations with my God weren't working. Um, mostly because I wasn't listening. (laughs) I'd just be frank and honest about that. And I found myself once again in tears in my car in an employer's parking lot crying because I hated the job the whatever was going on why did God why did this happen well little girl this happened because you're you didn't listen to your intuition which was follow your gut do this full time this is what you need to do I will amply take care of you because I tried to negotiate well, can we do that on nights and weekends, God? Because I can get some nights and weekends. Can you get me a nine to five that I can, you know, get some health care and, you know, I can look normal for people. And God just kind of laughed and said, all right, but every job you're going to get is going to be worse than the last one. And finally, there I was in tears again. And I said, all right, God, I get it. I get it. All right. I said, we're going to do this then I'm all in hundred percent and I'm only getting trained by the cream of the crop and the best of the best. That's the only place I'm going to get trained to do this. And I'm going at it 110%. Sure enough. Boom. School Arthur Finley dropped in my lap, the money to go there, continually go there, dropped in my lap. You know, Money was just flowing to me from different opportunities to do freelancing jobs. I drove for Uber. I drove for Lyft. I, you know, took care of an elderly woman for her family, like ran errands with her. I did anything and everything to stay the hell out of corporate America. And after about, it was about seven months. And then boom, my clientele had taken off to a point where I didn't, you know, need all, I didn't need to drive for Uber or Lyft anymore. Yeah, no, that's yeah. awesome. Uh, thanks for I sharing. Was, I was like, I could take a vacation when I want. What? <laughs> the freedom that comes with coaching in general. Because um, I started in 2020 and I've invested in programs and coaches and stuff like that and still just truckling along. And I'm like, you know, coach clients. I'm like, okay, it's time for me to really focus on my podcast and my coaching business and my motivational speaking career. It's, this is the time, you know, this is the um, season to do this because if I don't, I will continue to be on this circle of always working 80 hour weeks. I got tired of working 80 hours. And I mean, I work a lot now too, but it's, it's really 
it's not the same. It's not on somebody else's yeah. time. It doesn't wear you out. No. You know, I always like to say, um, Bill Walsh said it, said it best. He said, um, I'd rather work 80 hours for myself than 40 hours for anybody else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's, you know, even though I tried to avoid eight hour work weeks, cause those are, those are exhausting no matter if you love your work or not, but I will give it 110% with whatever I'm doing, just because I know that I'm going to have fun doing it. And what I'm doing is of service to people. And that's really what, looking back on my life growing up, it was like, that's what my heart was really desiring to do was be of service and help people. I just didn't know the how exactly, but I just kept pursuing it. You said something like look normal to people. Mm-hmm. How did you, cause I, I, I always find it interesting. Um, I got, cause I, I got over like looking normal. Uh, my friend was like, you know, having a nine to five is normal. What normal people do. I'm like, oh, what the fuck about being normal. Like that is not like, I know, like I don't. And my husband being military is such a blessing because like, I don't worry about the insurance aspect of things. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm very grateful to have such a supportive husband. Um, in, in that aspect of things, I still pay all my bills. I, that, that is no, I still pay half the mortgage. I still pay half the, half the bills. Right. Um, so I'm not saying financially supportive. Like he's just, he's not just like, Oh, quit your job. And I'm going to pay all the, no, that ain't it. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, just having that, him providing the environment for me to actually grow as into the woman I am and the one I'm becoming has been something that I will always be grateful for. But yeah, how did you um, get to the point where you were no longer, um, you know, worried about that? You know, it, it took me a while. It, it really, it really did until one day I finally realized I was like, you've never been normal. Your life has been far from traditional in so many aspects of it. Like quit trying, you know, quit trying to be something that you're not. And it was so funny because even, you know, when I meet people, like if somebody hires me for a group party or a corporate event or something, you know, people will inevitably tell me like, you know, you just look so well put together, but I could tell there's something different about you. Something, something a little, little mysterious about you. So it was like, I could never really hide it no matter how normal I tried I tried to be, and, you know, I really just kind of left all that behind. Like, I love my freak flag of flying. Yeah. I, I talk to dead people for a living. Yes, I do intuitive work. Yes, I live in a world most people, A, don't know about, and B, completely misunderstand. Um, it was a keyboard casino trying to get these appointments, right? <laughs> you had to be quick and you had to have a whole lot of luck involved. Oh, so wow. I got a oh, wow. oh, oh man, I got obsessed and I was like, I'm getting on this freaking appointment. And so I got her an appointment, but it was, uh, we live in Austin and it was way down in Corpus Christi, which is about a three and a half hour drive. So it's an yeah. all day. 
It's an all-day event. So we're, we're like, fun, road trip, right? Throw two psychic mediums in a car. Let's go, right? Driving by a few graveyards. We got time to stop. <laughs> we got time to stop at the graveyard. We didn't. But what we did have time to do was we were um, driving to go to lunch after, after we got her her second vaccination. And we're driving down a street called uh, Millionaire Row. We drive down and I was looking at her and she's looking at me and I'm like, you feel that? And then all of a sudden we both look to our left and there's this old Spanish style abandoned home. And we look at each other and I go, you know, we're going back there, right? You know, we're making a stop, huh? She goes, yeah. So we ate lunch. Of course, me and her being her ran right on back there, pulled into the driveway, started snooping around. It was, I have a TikTok video. If anybody wants to, I have a couple of TikTok videos on it. Um, actually beautiful, gorgeous home. But I mean, it's, you know, when you have people like that in your life and you can just like explore the world and not be afraid of spirit. I've, I've never come up against something that I can say I was truly afraid of. Now, did I have my own fears and biases coming into that situation? You're darn right I did. But am I afraid of the spirit world? No. And it's like my dad said, it ain't the dead you got to worry about. (laughs) Because he was right. That was one of the (laughs) if anything has ever stayed with you. Like, you know, anybody that you've called has has just not gone away. No. I, um, that was one of the things that I learned in my training, um, is about boundaries and limits. Just like you learn them in the physical world, just like you lock your doors, you close your windows, you roll up your windows, you know, you do things like that in your home and your house protect you. Same thing energetically. I set the same rules like, Hey, you can come and talk to me and, you know, I'd love to talk for your loved one. And then we're done. We're done. Like, that's it. You're not coming home with me. You're not hanging around with me. You're not like, that's not the deal. Like, that's not how that's going to be. And so oftentimes that kind of goes hand in hand with um, really good therapy and having really good personal boundaries in your life as well. Being okay hearing the word no and being okay saying it as well and sticking with it. So I've never had, I've had a lot of people come to me right before I channel for their loved ones and saying something like, Hey, I can't wait to talk to my mom, but I've never had had them like stick around afterwards or, you know, pop up in some weird place. No. Cause I'm like, I've got a human life as well, Olivia. Like I got to do my dishes. I got to vacuum. I got to, you know. I got to clean and clean my clothes and fold everything. I've got human things that I need to do as well. Pay bills. <laughs> that I think that was one of the biggest things that I didn't necessarily understand um, was, but I mean, you implementing the training, you, you investing in the training is a huge part of it. Um, but also the, the fact that you stated this boundaries, it makes complete and total sense. Um, and I guess oh, yeah. it's because I, it's not a world that I um, know very 
very well, but I, I love that you're here to explain it to me and, you know, help me get a, a bigger insight on it. Um, especially like, just because I've had so many of my people in my life pass and I look yeah. at them so differently than most people, especially my age. Like I just, I'm like, it's just something that happens. Like they're like, they're always here. Like we might not be able to see them. They're not, they're, they're not living, but it's the next part of life. And I watched this um, documentary on mushrooms and it's on Netflix and it gave me a whole different um, realization when it comes to the connection of um, life, death and, you know, reincarnation and, and looking at them in general and the healing process and um, how they connect with each other throughout the forest and how there's so many different ones and um, how they're there to really bring life after the death. And um, it makes me just, you know, think about, you know, the other aspects. And I, I also, I feel like I've had a past life. I feel like I, I, have an identity for this person. I died in a car crash. Um, I was Italian and I was like in my forties. Um, and, um, I, I, uh, I was not like, I was a mall. I was not the wife. I was like a gangster's girlfriend. Like that's really, I don't know where I got this from, but it's been something that's just been sticking with me. I think it's super interesting. Do you know what about about past lives? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I'm you know, Olivia. We're just speaking from our own belief systems here. Is that yeah? Um, past lives to me are very, very real. Hey, do you want to join this conversation? Do you have input that you would love to give? Join Level Up with Liv Facebook community for badass spiritual women. It's all about accountability and motivation. And we talk about these podcasts as well. The link to join is in the show notes below. Um, I've had a lot of them. And I would say, especially like if you if you feel that way and you've gotten pretty direct information about that, I would, you know, I would also investigate too. Like I would start to ask your intuition as well. Like, well, where did we live? Look at a map of Italy. Look at a map of Europe. Oh, I was, where did we I live? Was in America. Yeah. I mean, wherever it was, like, look at it and go, where did we live? Where did we like to hang out at? Did I have kids? You know, um, I oftentimes walk people through um, past life aggressions because oftentimes what happens is, is when a past life or flashbacks start to come up like this lifetime, oftentimes they have something to do correlating with what's going on right now. Like something that was going on right now happened in a past life or is correlating with it that needs to be addressed or resolved. So, and maybe it's that sense of freedom that, that you experienced in your past life. Uh, maybe it's that sense of, I can take over the world. I can do that. It's not always bad and oogity shadow work, you know? Sometimes it's like, remember, like, we can be happy, joyous, and free. But I would, if I was you, I would, like, I would sit down and look at a map. And you were talking about mushrooms. Um, you, there, there is a company, I'll have to send you a link, but you can, um, you can order mushrooms. Oh, yeah. Take, like, uh, like I a got, microdose. Uh, 
Oh, not not on like that sense of it, but really just like from like the healing sense of it. I actually, so I recently started a um, sobriety journey uh-huh. of just being, you know, and I, I know mushrooms like are psychedelics that can, in microdose can treat oh, yeah. a lot of like PTSD. I'm not, I'm not against that, but at this point, point in my life during my sobriety journey. That's why I'm like, I'm, I'm not. Have you, maybe you could try something. Have you heard of uh Win Hoff breathing? Mm-hmm. I love him. Do Win Win Hoff breathing technique and then set the intentions maybe to walk the earth with that soul. Show me, show me where we live. Show me something new. How is this, you know, why is this coming up? How is this helping me? What do I need to be aware of? And do that. And you might not get everything all all in one session, you know? Give yourself a couple weeks to start pulling some stuff up because maybe it'll come up in the breathing session. Maybe it'll come up in a dream. Maybe it'll come up when you're exercising. You're like, But I mean, give yourself some time and some limits. And then when you have enough information, then start going back through through history and see if there's any documentation on who you used to be. See if there's a gravestone. See if there's any proof of life. I think that'd be cool. That would be fabulous. That, that would be a whole cool journey to go on. I'm going to put that on my podcast. Yeah. And go and walk that because I mean, that... Um, especially when, whenever I get over to like London, that part of the world, like that's home for me. Like, it's almost like I know the streets. I know where I'm at. I've been here so many times before I feel comfortable. So that's how, you know, you've been somewhere where you, what I like to say, you have walked before. Maybe not this lifetime, but another. And your soul print recognizes your soul. So, I mean, it's, um, I do believe in past lifetimes a lot. I like to say don't get stuck in them because we're living this life. But they can always be helpful. What year do you think you lived? Oh, in the 40s. I was going to say, because look at the way that your hair is. That's exactly like a victory roll. Yeah, I've always been able to the 40s time period so much. Oh my God, I'm getting so many chills here, Olivia. You need to go do some research. It was I, it was just something that I thought I would bring up with you because I knew you would talk about it. I, it's not something I thought about like a huge amount. I thought I, I talked about it Um last like Friday or Saturday at my restaurant job, but I, um, didn't like, and and one of my coworkers was like, is, did you hear this from the witch? I was like, they're like, who told you this? Cause I talked to a witch last week. Okay. Interesting. I didn't know. I didn't know until she told me, I was so happy that she shared that with me. Um, and you never know, you never know who you're talking to, you know? So it was just like, interesting i was just like this is it's just so interesting the types of people i'm able to meet through technology i i mean i'm so, it's it's amazing how much bigger and smaller the world is at the same time um and oh, how it can yeah. be exposed to um 
I was originally interviewing her because she was married seven times. And that was a very interesting story in itself, you know, and then I found out, you know, so much more. So that, but that they asked that and, and then, you know, I'm just like, oh, let me, let me ask Tracy since, you know, she would know about this type of stuff, but yeah, now I'm going to put it on my bucket list as one of the things that I will, you know, look into over the years. Oh yeah. It's, I mean, past lives to me, most people have some kind of inkling of maybe where they've lived at before on this earth, where they have like a pull to, and, you know, there's not really a logic why there, you know, there's not like a lineage of them, their own, their family currently there. It's just like a knowingness. So I like to say, go for it. Cause I get into like the Highlands, Scotland Highlands and things like that. And I, I'm just like been here before. Don't want to live there again, but I've been there. <laughs> yeah. You're in the Saturn. And that's I am. because it's warm there and I'm really missing. Like, I know it gets, I know it gets cold at, at a few weeks out of the year. Um, but, uh, you're from, you're from St. Louis originally. So you know how bipolar the, the weather is in the Midwest. You know, there's not a real constant. It's like one day it'll be, it'll change like 50 degrees, you know, in a, in a, in a matter of 24 hours. Like that is not, nothing's normal, but it's hard to transition with that, you know? Oh, no, I, I completely agree. That's why I like to live where I live at. So I can have predictability about my weather. And if I want the cold, I can go visit the cold. And then I can leave and come home. <laughs> How long Almost 15 years. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I've always been more attracted to living in warmer client climates, even though I love other places of the world that aren't warm, you know, like I love traveling to like, you know, Maine and things like that to see like the foliage change and, and all that kind of stuff. But like, I don't want to live here. Like I like living in Austin because I don't have to shovel snow. And if it snows, nobody goes nowhere, nobody anywhere. It's like, it's like judgment day has come to re to repel on us. We don't go anywhere. <laughs> yeah, and y'all are really further south of Dallas. But were y'all affected by that snowstorm earlier, like last year? Like earlier oh. this year, actually. Oh yeah, we call it yeah, snowvid. Yes. Yeah, that was that was that you know, to tell you the truth, that was one of the hardest and worst weeks of my life. So I mean, and it really had the the weather and the blackouts and the cold were just a complication of what was going on. I had um at the time my my young cat, she she was just over a year old, um started to get sick the night before that storm came in. And I couldn't like for five days I couldn't get her to the vet because you literally could not leave your driveway. Mm -hmm. You cannot drive on ice. And uh, by the time I was able to get her care and all of that kind of stuff, we had to put her, had to put her down. She had a very rare um, condition called FIV. And, um, you know, the doctors were like, no matter what you were going to do, this was going to come about. It just sucked. It came about now. And that was just like, it was, yeah, 
I lost my shit that week. And between the lights going out and no heat and water and trying to take care of her. And it was, it was a tough, tough week, but um, it was funny because they did have a, a, um, I did get a couple of estimates on a whole home generator because I don't want this to go too political, but I don't trust the state of Texas to take care of me. Um, And the guy told me that they get eight to 10 calls for estimates a week on whole home generators. So it, you know, people are taking, people, you know, took note of what happened in February and they're like, yeah, the grid fails. I'm just still people. <laughs> Our climate Our issues climate are something we can um, Oh yeah. Regardless of how you feel politically about it, we're just dealing with the facts that Ida hit on the 15 year anniversary to the day of Katrina and it killed yeah. so many people from, from Louisiana to New York, flooding apartments in New York. That's yeah. Insane. I evacuated from a hurricane, from hurricane Michael in Panama city. Um, I helped with hurricane Dorian relief efforts in the Bahamas in 2020. Um, I was trying to help with Ida, but when I was signing up, they weren't, I was trying to sign up for this upcoming March, but they're not taking volunteers. But I, I work with the organization, All Hands and Hearts. So I'm one of those people that's like, I pay attention to like what's going on. There's oh, a yeah. infestation in Australia that they've been dealing with for eight months. And um, it's on a lull right now because, well, actually, no, it's, it's supposed to like ramp back up along with like their massive shutdowns and all this other stuff. And, you know, there's supposed to be, you know, a major earthquake in California and um, coming soon. And it's just like, we, we are going to have to look to prepare ourselves for those yes. types of things and not yes. um, ignore the reality of that. I know that's completely besides the point, but I- I know that's like completely yeah. out of it, but I don't, I don't say this to like scare people. But it's kind of like, wake up, take a look around people, like see the writing on the wall and, you know, just be prepared. Like, like, like with me here down in Texas, like they haven't done shit about the grid. Nothing, nothing. And so I'm like, I'm like, okay, that's fine. I, I am not shocked that you didn't do shit. Okay. That, that doesn't blow me over with a feather. Well, I'm going to take care of my house. I'm going to take care of my home. I'm going to make sure I have adequate supplies. I'm going to make sure that things are prepared. I'm going to make sure that, you know, I'm doing all right with this. And until, you know, um, until people kind of really wake up that this planet needs some loving and some care and Mother Earth, you know, she needs a break, y'all. She needs a break. And it's not, you know, just go away. It's we're the ones that are going to go away. These disasters are destroying our economy that we made up, our livelihoods, you know, yes, other plants, those, those other things, they, they rebuild, they, they, nature restores itself. I was watching this. I'm such, I'm so big into nature. Um, I was watching how, there was this one place that it was evacuated for, for people 
because of its like radiation. But 15 years later, there's forests, there's wildlife all coming, but people can't live there for the next like couple thousand years because of how bad it, the exposure was. But life can still grow. So it, it just, it really goes to show like we can't handle everything. Like, so we have to take care of the resources and the planet that we have. Um, and I, yeah, it's definitely not to scare people. It's, it is to wake people up to the reality um, of things, especially with the cost of gasoline going up. Um, and it's in our access to resources becoming even more limited. Yes. And so I like to say, even though electric cars cost more now, plan to buy one in the future. That's the next vehicle. <laughs> that's and that's what I've been looking at. I'm like, well, they cost a little bit more, but that's because you're paying a higher thing for for as if you had to fill it with gas. But you know, I really feel like you know whatever that we can do, because regardless if I ever have kids or not. I still have nieces and nephews and little ones that I love. And I want to try to do everything that I can to leave um, a good, healthy planet for them. And I do believe, like, I really do believe I don't, that there are enough resources and food and money for everybody. Mm-hmm. I really, I know that in my heart. It's just that we live in a world of ha- haves and have nots. We do. Like, I, and I, I think that Mother Earth is giving us all of these signs for us to like wake up and shake up. Like you have the resources to change what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You don't have to rely on coal. You don't have to rely on gas. You have these other energy resources. It just comes down to two things that are as, you know, deadly sins, you know, power and money. Greed. 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 Yep. Greed. Yep. Um, I like to tell those people, like, you're not smart enough to figure out something else to go make some money off of instead of this. Come on now. <laughs> yeah. And so, it's, yeah, yeah I, I, I always like to say, well, how much is enough? Because, you know, we have billionaires going into space, like literally throwing money around. But we still have a lot of issues straight up here in our home country that we need to take care of. You couldn't have invested that money into like I something. Elon Musk. <laughs> Him and Jaden Smith were the only ones that actually gave resources to fit to fix Flint, Michigan's water problem. I did not know that. Elon Musk. Honestly, he does so much for poor people in general. He really does. But you don't, they don't talk about the, the good things that he does. Like, unless you actually like do the research on him, they like, they, they don't talk about that. I think to me, I think it's so cool that like my 50th birthday, I'll be able to fly into space, you know, because it's, it's, it's bringing us forward, you know, be, like commercially flying into space, you know? But I mean, yeah, there's there's a lot of things like you know, just like you don't hear about the the many times that Beyonce just goes and has you know Beyonce has um gives temporary housing to people for yeah. um hurricane victims. She does that like um for natural disasters. Like, but they don't 
our, I think our society is addicted to the negativity and always pointing people out as the bad guys. Oh yeah. Um, Have you ever heard it bleeds, it leads? Mm-hmm. That's the, that's the media society we live in. You gotta, you gotta, you've got to hook them in. Yeah. And, and, and yeah, I, I did not know that about, about Elon, about Elon Musk. I'm going to have to do a little bit more, more digging on him, but still the, the whole fact around, I, I just am like throwing all this money around when I'm like, we just had two massive hurricanes or in a global freaking, you know, epidemic. Like, yeah. It's, it's a different, we need clean drinking water. It's a different perspective to them though. You know, when, when they're making so much money as it is, it's, it's really, it's the equivalent. It, it's the experience they're paying for. They value yeah. that experience so much more. Um, and this, this also makes me think a little bit about the metaverse. I almost feel as though the, the space we're moving into is taking us from actually even being outside and just having our own realities in our homes and having a lot less people out and about. I really, yeah. um, I think that it's gonna put those that have the access to it in a more solid, solitary um, position. Have you ever seen the Netflix show Travelers? I don't think so. Take a look at that. Cause they, they address that very issue that the planet was so bad that people had to live, they had to live underground and they couldn't go outside in the sun. They had to make like lights that reproduced fake sunlight because the earth had the earth's ozone and atmosphere had become too dangerous for anybody to be out in it. So yeah, when you were talking about that, I was like, Oh, I was getting chills and remembering watching that show going, Oh my God. Yeah, that is some scary yeah. stuff. That way, we actually reversed. We've reversed um, our ozone layer issues. We are actually yeah. moving back with, like, backwards with that. So that is a really good thing. Now, the other areas of pollution um, and like air quality um, in, in a lot of places, um, big cities, especially. Um, oh yes, are really it's really really bad. So I'm I'm a true component for the um, electric cars, like I was saying before. And oh yeah, there's not maintenance on those. Like you, if you break down the cost like of your vehicle itself, like the amount you're paying in gas. So what I pay about one sixty to two hundred now in gas a month. Yeah. Um. So people don't even put that into the equation of how much it costs when in actuality, when you plug it into your home, it doesn't cost you that much more in electricity. Um, it doesn't, it's not going to cost you an extra $200 in electricity. And also um, it's, it's better for the planet. Um, you don't have a transmission, so that's not going to go out. You don't have, there's a lot of other, other maintenance things that you really don't have to take care of. Of course, you've got to get an oil and updates too. Mm-hmm. It does like, is, at least with the Teslas, from what I understand is that they, when you pull that car into the garage and if you have Bluetooth and it hooks into your Bluetooth, it automatically 
update software and then it does a self system check. So if there is something that is wrong with it, the, it, the computer will try to fix it. And if not, it will alert you that it needs to be taken in for service for this issue. And how immediate is that issue that you need to get it addressed? The only thing with like electric cars is that like, especially where I live, there's not many refuelable, like you could have one at your house, but if you want to drive more than 500 miles, it's going to be tough finding one. But I think Elon Musk does have a program and I'll have to double check that like, if you're a Tesla owner, you can be on the call list. So if somebody is driving around with a Tesla and they need to refuel, they could come to your house and refuel. Like if there's no other station around. That's cool. cool. I know. I was like, I think that's pretty cool too. I have been looking at more um, electric cars though. And um, there's so many other brands that are out now. Chevy's making an electric car. Um, yeah, they're, they're, so it's, and there Ford are, is, I think, right? Yeah, Ford. There's a I lot saw that. more that are a lot more affordable and you do get about a $5,000 tax credit for anybody that's listening that did not know. They Ooh. do get that as well. Um, so definitely, you, you know, you don't, you don't have to, but if you, you know, you haven't looked into it, definitely, you know, just for yeah. the planet. <laughs> I just keep hearing in my mind, meet George Jetson. <laughs> I had another conversation about flying in the sky. We don't need to do that. We don't. No, we don't need to do that because I'll tell you what, people are crazy enough on the roads. You do not need to be flying. Imagine. If you do not know how to signal on the ground, you do not know how to signal in the air. Okay. Let's get that. Let's just be honest. Let's put the cards out there. <laughs> you would have to have, honestly, in the sky. Now, yeah. that for, for the roads to really work. Because yeah. you can't just have people flying all random. And then, so you got these tubes. Imagine being in an accident in one of those tubes. Now, they would have, you wouldn't even be able to drive if you're really in that tube it's to prevent accidents. And then we're, we're talking about having less pollution. No, there would be more pollution. So that, like, because we, we just repaired our ozone layer. We're going to bring it closer to it now. And then what if, that, what if something drops? Why? Yeah, exactly. What if the tube breaks? I mean, I I mean, it's, you know, it's kind of things that I think about, but I also like just from a spiritual metaphysical point of view, I always like to give myself a daytime check and go, okay, girl, get a fucking grip on yourself. You know, like, all right. All right. It is November 4th. It is 2021. Okay. You are not wherever you just thought you were and you're not stuck in the past. Let's get in the magic right now. We can't fix, you know, like I always say, like we can't fix the problems of the world in one day, but you can take just a tiny step to fixing whatever needs to be adjusted in your world. Mm -hmm. because in my view, like we are like a cosmic spider web, like what happens on this side of the web affects this side of the web, whether it feels it immediately or not, it is going to have some kind of effect. And I'm really hoping, you know, with this generation that's coming up as smart and as aware as they are, that they could really help make some huge leaps and bounds in 
you know, saving our environment and coming up with sustainable living situations and having everybody have some resources. Cause I don't know, like, I remember when I was a kid, like hearing that from adults, like we help you change and save the world and do all this. And then like, I look at what my generation did and I'm like, well, <laughs> you know, <laughs> we did our best. We have made massive strides. For instance, the issue of race. Yeah. Our country is so young. And we, in in a matter of generations, we have gone from indentured servants and slavery to a place where they're really trying to right wrongs. Like, there's so much more representation there's so much it's people are being called out for being racist. You know, there's diversity and inclusion training. There's so many other, everybody's got their issues and stuff like that, but we have really like the fact that we are flying into space is a thing. The fact that we have so many people utilizing solar power, you know, it's a transition. We really, it takes a long time um, to, you know, and there's going to be tons of resistance. Oh, um, yeah. But looking over the fact that we did, that we have already reversed the ozone layer issue is something that I I, I think we should, you know, credit to people in your generation as well. Um, so, you know, it might not, you know, on a small frame, it might not seem, you know, because if we just focus on the problems, we don't see the problems, but we're acknowledging them now. Yeah, and we really are finding ways to um, be better about it. Oh, yeah. It always freaks me out when I go back to my hometown, still seeing some parts of this country that like they don't even have recycling bins in their house. That's how I know. I was like, oh, my God, like we still have a couple of steps to go here. It, it, it takes so long to, to make this change in one lifetime. So it's, it, and it is, and I like, I have faith because I see like, it, it was so funny, like going even back to the issue of race. And I remember having a couple of conversations with girlfriends that I grew up with and going, you know, we just didn't see what the hell was going on back then when we were growing up. Like we were, I don't just, I guess, uneducated or blind to the fact of how there was so much dis, you know, just disproportionately resourced in our community. And like looking at it from our eyes now, we're like, oh my God. Like, how did we not see that? And being, you know, waking up to the fact that like, you know, there were people that you know, had a seriously, seriously tougher life than we did. You know, like our biggest challenge in the morning was to make it to the bus stop on time. Like they had a lot of other challenges that they had to go through just to get to school safely, safely. How did we miss that? And I'm, you know, I'm glad, I'm glad that we have come so far in a short period of time, but I, you know, I, I, my goal is just to leave this planet hopefully better than what I came into it, if that makes sense. Oh, definitely. Uh
yeah, like I, I just, you know, the whole, you know, environmental thing and like, you can get, you know, like I said, you can get all tied up in a pretzel in it, or we can just kind of keep doing what we're doing. And when we learn something new, do something different. Because mm-hmm. I mean, Lord knows we're always still learning here. And that's what I like to tell people is just because you meet an intuitive or medium doesn't mean we know everything because that's not how intuition works. If I knew lottery numbers, do you think I'd be sitting here? Like, <laughs> yeah, me on vacation, probably exactly a lot of the time. Like, <laughs> you, I mean, just from knowing the way that you are, like, you know, you'd be probably, you know, just you being an intuitive, you, you could go and it's cold right now. So I don't think you would be in Normandy right now. I don't, well, I don't know. Is it, is it there? Is, are they in winter? I don't know if they're below the equator or not. I would have to look on the, I would have to look on, on there. I would probably be some, somewhere very warm mm-hmm. um, with very hot men that were bringing me sweet, sweet, fruity drinks, fanning me on the beach. <laughs> yeah. But I know I can tell enough about you to know that you get bored of that all the time. I would. Yes. I get bored. I have to interact with people. I have to have projects to do. I have to, I have, you know, I have to feel like I'm contributing to the world that I'm in and I'm helping and that I am helping people, but I would definitely be doing that. Now I will say this. Have I gone into a casino and asked my grandmother, love casinos. Hey grandma, you know where I'm at right now. I know you know where I'm at. You know where I'm at. You know what time it is. Okay. If there's a slot machine you want me to play, just, you know, one on bandit a couple of times for you. You just let me know where. And boy, sometimes I'll just get the go sit there, sit there and start to play. Ding, 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 ding. Get my couple hundred dollars, five hundred dollars. Thank you, Grandma. I am gone. <laughs> thank you, Grandma. Thank you, Grandma. Thank you, Grandma. Now, does that happen every time? No, it doesn't. But it doesn't hurt to ask, is what I say. Right. And whenever it hurts to ask. Yeah. And it yeah. was. Yeah, it is. And it was like. It was like some weird type of slot machine game that I would probably never, ever, ever play. But boom, 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 it hit and I quit. And I was like, there you go. And like sometimes I'll, I'll like, she loves scratchers. <laughs> she scratch them off with her nails. So that's always what I hear in my mind. And when I go to buy scratchers, I'm like, all right, Grams, which one do you want to scratch off with me? Sometimes I give money. Sometimes I don't. It's not, it's not about that. It's more about like communing with somebody that I love and doing something together that we enjoy doing together. It's not about, Oh, I got to win money. It's nice. Don't get me wrong. Who doesn't love money? I love money, but still that, you know, that goes back to that. You know, we never physically die. Our bodies do, but you can't destroy a soul. And having fun with it. That's so beautiful. Like sharing those moments with her and having that time with her. Like that is like, you know, in because yeah, she didn't always win either. But like 
she so that like that's the point though like it's it's that y'all are sharing that time and the fact that you give that to other people to share that space and time with their loved ones that they thought they would never be able to talk to again I think is beautiful in itself you know people can have their own you know if they're not if they don't resonate with that that's fine you know but there are other people that do yeah there are and I mean there are are a lot of other people that definitely do. And I'm grateful for the work that my soul chose to do this lifetime. And I'm grateful that, you know, I was able to get my life cleaned up enough to be able to help other people and get this work done and have fun doing it because that's really what it's about. I, you know, I get to meet cool people from all over the world. I get, you know, know, um, when, when it's safe to travel, to travel to kick-ass places and, and meet just extraordinary people with phenomenal life stories. And that's another thing is that I love hearing, like, after I'm done with the session and their loved one will be like, let me else tell you about my grandma. And she fought in the war and she did this and she did that too. And she did that. And just hear about these amazing people that used to be here. It's just awesome. Her links are in the show notes below. I just, it was such a pleasure sharing space with you today. I truly enjoyed yes. it. And it gave yes. me so much more insight to, um, you know, what you do and um, who you help. And I, I'm, I'm very appreciative of that. So thank you for sharing that with me and the listeners. Oh, yes, it, it definitely is. And I would, you know, have me back anytime. And if you guys want um, a little free gift, I have what's called um, a little tip sheet on my um, link that Olivia has. So if you go to TracyStCorey360.com, you'll see a link called free tips and tricks. Go ahead and download that. It's a little sneak preview of my book. Check it out, guys. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Empowered Woman Badass and Unfiltered Podcast. If you found any value in this, please consider sharing and subscribing. Now go out and be a badass. Um, acknowledging the intuitive hits of the past and um which it, it got me thinking I was like you know like I left my day job in October because it was an intuitive hit like I had been planning for that but it was like no this is this is what I'm supposed to do at this time um uh, regardless of what, you know, what was going on but it was it was just in, I'm, when I get the intuitive hit to pray, like I pray all the time. All right. I'm, a, I'm the person I start my day off with Jesus. I have middays with Jesus. I'm not saying that I don't pray. That's not what I'm saying. But I, there are those times that I get like an intuitive hit to maybe just be out and smile at somebody, you know, 
maybe go up and talk to someone or um, just uh, random things. But that really got me thinking. Uh,